I was giving birth to the spiritual practice of deep soul writing. One of the first topics I hashed out with, dear God, was the sticky muck of vows. Marriage vows, I wrote, don't mean a damn thing. So are all vows suspect? Are vows by their very nature hopeless? Can a person ever declare vows that are true and holy and good and live them? actually live them. Always? Forever? A few days after I blasted out my questions, I stumbled upon The House of Belonging, one of David White's early books of poetry. In the first few pages, I read a poem called All the True Vows. All the true vows are secret vows. The ones we speak out loud are the ones we break. There is only one life you can call your own, and a thousand others you can call by any name you want. Hold to the truth you make every day with your own body. Don't turn your face away. Hold to your own truth at the center of the image you were born with. Those who do not understand their destiny will never understand the friends they have made, nor the work they have chosen, nor the one life that waits beyond all the others. By the lake, in the wood, in the shadows, you can whisper that truth to the quiet reflection you see in the water. Whatever you hear from the water, remember, it wants you to carry the sound of its truth on your lips. Remember, in this place no one can hear you, and out of the silence you can make a promise it will kill you to break. That way, you'll find what is real and what is not. I know what I'm saying. Time almost forsook me, and I looked again. Seeing my reflection, I broke a promise and spoke for the first time after all these years in my own voice before it was too late to turn my face again. The second I finished reading White's All the True Vows, I raced to my journal. Dear God, I wrote, I know the vows I want. I want vows to me, to myself, to my soul, to you. And with that declaration, my divine voice and I began long, intense conversations, diving deeper and deeper together into the well of my soul to find my true vows. About a week into our conversation, I realized that before I could declare my new, true vows, I had to uncover and release the old underlying false vows, the fears and beliefs that had held me hostage since childhood. It took a lot of deep soul writing to excavate them. But once I dredged them up, looked them in the face, heard their stories, and thanked them for their service, I was able to let them go. I prayerfully told each false vow, You can go now. And wonder of wonders, they left. For the first time in my life, I felt the genuine breath of freedom. From this clean, empty place, I was ready to call in my true vows. I sensed the import of what I was doing, so I didn't rush. I spent weeks in dialogue with dear God, talking over all the possibilities and trying some on for size. At the same time, I was reading Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. Before reading it, I had viewed the chakras as an 
Eastern energy system that was intriguing, but also a tad confusing to my all-too-logical Western mind. After reading it, I couldn't miss the truth. The chakras are the beating heart at the center of humanity's diverse spiritual traditions. Weeks later, as I was reciting my final vows out loud one morning, I stopped halfway through and burst out laughing. I'd written seven vows that perfectly matched the seven chakras. My new set of vows was the most exciting thing that had happened to me in years. I was on fire to share the joy of releasing my old false vows and living my beautiful new true vows. It was time for a celebration. On November 11, 2000, ten women sat in a circle on my living room floor as I declared my vows publicly for the first time. From then on, November 11th became a...